Hello and welcome to On the Corner, the official podcast of PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Eric Samolski, joined by the man himself. It's quite a day for our own Nick Pollock. Uh, two FSW award, FSWA awards today. Um, one for best podcast um, and the other for research article of the year. Uh, Nick, congratulations. Um, and in all seriousness, uh, I know we all know how hard you work. Um, so it's, uh, it is well-deserved. Congratulations on the acknowledgement. Um, kudos to you, sir. I was about to stop you there because I was too long. I very much appreciate it. However, I can't uh, sit here and not mention the fact that the research article was about what is PLV. And yes, I did. I, I think I wrote that. But honestly, my first instinct was like, didn't Kyle write that? I was like, no, I don't think Kyle wrote that one. I wrote the words, but like he outlined all of it, I think. I mean, PLV is very much of a team thing. I just happened mm-hmm. to be the one that was able to at least put my name on that article. Um, but that is a product of a lot of hardworking people for f- like four years to make that one come to fruition. Um, and a uh, well, huge, huge props like Colin Charles and Jeff Nicholas and uh, and obviously Kyle Bland. Um, Cameron Grove helped us, the creator of Pitching Bot at one point. Um, a lot of people involved in that one. And then, of course, the podcast when we cheat. <laughs> we are dirty cheaters. Um, no, I, I, what I mean by that is obviously this main podcast feed has dozens of shows. I mean, like a dozen plus shows. And, uh, it's weird that it wasn't, you know, it's not like on the corner was, it was, uh, the entire feed. Um, still, you know, huge shout out to Adam Howe and all the fantastic podcasters, uh, including yourself. You're involved, believe it or not. Uh, you joined in September, Eric. I latched on yes. and you were, you know, you were a part of that award. I'm absolutely, that's really the one that shocks me the most. I did not expect for us to win that one. I mean, we were very, very lucky, I think to win in 21 um, or really in 22 years ago. And um, those are like absolute juggernauts of shows. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you have uh, Bubba's in there. You have uh, obviously super in the bus and rates and barrels are in there. I mean, like, are you kidding? I uh, getting the other one. I, I I am. Was the, for some was the Roto was the Roto World baseball? Oh, show. of course, the Roto World podcast. Jesus, right? I mean, like, come on. I uh, I I I did not have any expectations, so that really shocked me. What's really funny too is the call dropped. I was about to like, they're like, hey, so what's the uh, you know, the origin of pitches? Well, let me tell you. Well, and then it just <laughs> <laughs> couldn't believe it. Um, yes. but that was yeah, that was the beauty of else. radio, and it's yeah, and also the beauty of the staff. I mean, this is these are yes. team awards. These are not me. This is everybody here. So for sure. Uh, so many people are involved in them. Pretty cool day. And that's and that takes. But listen, good, good teams take good leadership. Uh, you know, this is your baby mm-hmm. pitcher list. You, you've been you have helped put it together. You created a great community. Speaking of so, teams, what are we doing today? Yeah. Speaking of teams, uh, we're going to go through our rotation battles. So both Nick and I uh, wrote different types of articles looking at rotation battles Um you know, pitchers that are in the mix. Uh, so we're going to try to focus this solely on redraft leagues. Um, so there are going to be some names who, you know, might factor in in a battle or might be, you know, competing for a spot. Nick covered them in depth in the article on pitcher list. So make sure you check that out. There's lots of prospects involved in that. But some of those prospects are not going to be relevant in redraft leagues. And we want to make sure this podcast isn't three hours long. So yeah. we're not really going to cover every single guy yeah. who might get some innings in a spot. I mean, I we're could. Gonna go- 
we could yes and but you did in the article and so that's why it's worth yeah we also we also did at, this a bit um uh, we did this right? yeah we did this a little bit with um with our spring training um, yeah. preview things to watch for so this is really going to focus on rotation battles that are relevant for redraft leagues yes we might get to a team and just say Nothing, no battle yeah, or nothing, easy. no, so you know, nothing yeah. going on. No, nothing. Relevant. Value your time, everyone. Yes. So we're going to try to give you um, a little bit more info on fewer pitchers and just guys who might actually wind up being relevant to you. Yes. We are going to go in alphabetical order. Yep. So again, if you drop out at any point in time or zone out at any point in time, um, that's how we're going to go through this. So you can uh, see what team we're talking about and figure out who you missed. Um, so we're going to jump right in here with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, there is maybe a fifth starter battle, but not really. No, right? there isn't. Uh, Ryan Nelson is technically the one defending it. He looks really good, actually. Uh, mm -hmm. Take up and the cutter looks really good. And he's he's one of my super sleepers. I was really tempted to put it out today because I actually uh, I did something fun, Eric. I know this is a tangent already. Oh, yeah. First thing. But um, I uh, it's it's TGFBI. And I just got sniped by the way completely i had like three different guys with four to go going around the turn again i just i chose the wrong thing it doesn't matter um i decided to make my queue all the starters that i'm going to be taking and I just like I do that also no literally it's like every single starter now i just decided to do that i was like all right let me just see because i didn't yeah. really have a reference point of in tgfbi which is different it's a 15 teamer and it's a little bit deeper and i'm also someone who says cool i'm gonna wait more in pitching i feel like especially in that i'm gonna be far worse at covering the gap at um hitting in season right so i need to over invest in, in hitting so i just every single guy just scrolled down i was like in this format which is generally more like hey i believe you to be a, a regular starter that is i like every five six innings i know what i'm getting and it's like a value guy as opposed to the volatile up and down um i can make quick decisions on you so I did this for like 30 guys and Ryan Nelson has like the lowest ADP right now. Yeah. He's a, I think he's the second lowest one of everyone on my list and I'll get to, we'll talk about the other guy later, but Ryan Nelson's number five. Yeah. I also waited on pitching my TGFBI. Uh, not that anybody cares, but I wound up uh, in the beginning of the fourth round taking Yamamoto came all the way back to me. And then in the fifth round, at the end of the fifth round, Max Freed was still there. And so I wound oh, up with good. Yamamoto Freed yeah. without taking a starter until the end of the, you until know, the beginning of the fourth round. What's really funny so, is in, uh, in NFBC, I signed up initially and just made my name pitcher list as opposed to like Nick Pollock. So I thought it was like going to be like the company account yeah. or something. <laughs> And uh, I, I actually realized when I signed up for TGFBI that like it was still his pitcher list. I was like, hey, can you change this, please? Thank you very much. But it didn't change it for this. So my name is in the, the draft board as just list. And, uh, and like Danielle Salinger put out a thing being like, oh, he's a diva now. He's just like Madonna or something. He's <laughs> known as list. But what's funny about it is as they were going through it, they didn't uh, like everyone else in the league didn't really register the fact that that was me. They just saw lists and they didn't really think like, oh, that clearly that's Nick Pollock. Yeah. So they all let me get Corey. <laughs> Amazing. I'm like 73 or something. And like, I'm seeing, yeah. I'm not, I'm like the ADP now. Uh, like that's, yeah. it's no longer the hundred dream. And they're all like, oh, that's Nick. Oh, how did we do that? <laughs> and I doubled that's it great. up with Eflin. I'm like, this isn't supposed to happen. This is like, as if yeah. it's a 12 teamer. Um, no, that's that a beautiful cool. start. 
Um, yeah. What was not a beautiful start was the way we started this yeah, no. uh, podcast. And we're oh, one fun we got hey, off the rails. So, yeah, has a, a fun tangent. See all the analysts do it. And, and we got on this tangent because of Ryan Nelson. Um, he's locked yeah. into the fifth spot right now. And Nick likes him um, looking yes. better this spring. So keep an eye on him. We do have a fifth starter battle in Atlanta. Um, it's kind of Bryce Elder is the incumbent. They did sign Ronaldo Lopez and they claim that he is going to be a starter. So he's possibly in this. Quasker um, Yanoa is back from injury and he's yep. involved in this. And then you have some prospects hanging on the periphery like AJ Smith Shaver and Hurston Waldrop who probably aren't involved. But if they have really good springs, maybe they're involved. Yeah. Um, does anybody interest you in redraft formats from this group? Honestly, it really is just like whatever they do you know elder didn't look so good in this first one and if he's just really really bad you might see something arise here but i uh, pay attention at least if it's aj smith shaver like they gave him a chance last year super young and if he's showcasing something really good still he has apparently good fastball shape if wasker knows looking way different he's done this before um and if hurston waldrop really forces the hand they'll do it but I, I don't really expect it to be anything but Bryce Elder, so it's not yeah. really that important at the moment. For me, I'm I'm more in the, I'll wait until Smith Shaver or Waldrop get the opportunity. Right. That might not be until I'm the I'm not going to anticipate that. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, uh, allegedly is adding more pitches to his arsenal, so I'll watch that in the spring, but again... Be better, because then he can finally break his own rule. I know, as you mentioned, there's a rule named after him, so it's going to take a lot to uh, for me to want to roster him. Um. I was going to say we have a fifth starter battle in Baltimore, but the way Cole Irvin threw yeah. in that first start, we Pretty might not insane. have a fifth starter battle. in Right. Baltimore. He's up two ticks and or almost on, two ticks. Like on everything, basically. Yeah. Uh, driveline guy, right? Uh, Tread, actually. Tread, okay. Tread. Um, but uh, we should just have a, 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 a drive ed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a drive read. There you go. No. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Cole Irvin looks like he has a fifth spot there. It's pretty clear, I think. Uh, Povich, McDermott, Bruce remember the other ones. Actually, Justin Arm Brewster. There was an article about Elm Brewster being leap uh, or leapfrogging uh, Povich and yeah. Chase McDermott as, um, as, as like a option. developed um, yeah. three innings player. Yeah, first guy I've seen going three innings. Yeah. I haven't seen it. I saw two point two from Nestor, but three. So, <laughs> so let me ask that. you. Let's assume the velocity holds for Cole Irvin throughout yeah, the sprint. Let's right say there. he's actually let's say he's actually two miles per hour up. Uh -huh. The more interesting thing for me is that the added velocity on the cutter actually added some backspin to the cutter, which added a little more movement to the cutter. Mm -hmm. um, and that's interesting, obviously, as a lefty pitcher because he he has actually gotten shelled by righties. So something that would reduce hard contact to righties is really interesting. Um, this feels like still more of like a 15 team league option, but let's say the velocity holds in the spring. Are you, are you interested in Cole Irvin in 15 teams or is it still just matchup based streamer? I don't know. I mean, he does not have a good fastball shape. Like it's a really, really steep um, arm angle. Uh, so, and it's like, he hasn't had good extension. This is also from last year. So maybe there's something like brand new about it. I'm really curious to see the data proper. Um, I don't know. Can he be Wade Miley essentially? Yeah, that is my question. Yes. And well, Wade Miley with the Orioles has some value, right? So it's Wade Miley with a little bit more velocity. I don't know. Does he use his cutter like that? He only used about sixteen percent last year. It wasn't like this absurd glove side usage. There was some, but it wasn't that kind of pitch. Um, his changeup was not a consistent offering last year at all. So 
I don't know yet. I, I I'm curious because it's a good situation. It could be like a solid Toby. Um, yeah. If the velocity holds, I'm down to take a shot at that because that could work. You and um, you and Eno actually gave me an idea for an article which is connected to this because you were talking about pitchers who um, basically like outperform their stuff essentially because of mm. good cutters and that yes. was the wade miley conversation um, and so i i have that ticketed as an article i'm going to be writing in the coming weeks looking at pitchers with cutters who pre- perform better than we maybe expect them to uh yeah, yeah and yeah cole Irvin may join that party who split knows? the splitter get the cutter it's cuter boom yeah, we got some other guys who added cutters. We'll talk about soon. Um, Cutter Crawford is not in a rotation battle because he has a rotation spot in well, Boston. However, well, yeah, no, they, they said say he's, he's like leading, he which is so they crazy. He's he, he's, he's, he's the four. We know he's the four. He's the yeah. four. The fifth <laughs> spot is a battle. They've already um, basically they've already said it's between Tanner Houck, Garrett Whitlock, and Josh Winkowski. Um, I have my favorite here, but I'm curious uh, who you who you like most, and if you actually would roster any of these guys in 12 or 15 team leagues. Um, I want it to be Whitlock. I don't think it's going to be. You think it is? I want it to be. I don't. Yeah, know I want it to be Whitlock. To be. I think it's going to be Hauk, but I want it to be Whitlock. Um, I think in, if Whitlock has it, and he's also showcasing that he still has the, the whiff ability in both his changeup and his slider without like any velocity loss, um, then. Yeah, that that is a twelve teamer option, but I think there is still too much volatility with Whitlock. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel like I have to hold on to him. I feel like it's a very much of a dangerous situation. Of, um, uh, he can he can burn you a little bit more than you want in a twelve teamer, and you, I don't think you'll be able to be in a situation like, oh no, Whitlock is like my dude now. He's still going to be a fringe even if it does click, which has me not really going after this in a 12 team or to anticipate whoever wins the job. But I think it's going to be Whitlock over Hauk. I mean, sorry, I think it's going to be Hauk over Whitlock. I just want it to be Whitlock. Yes. I want it to be Whitlock too. I, I will, you know, I, I messaged you about this when I watched his start. It seems like Whitlock is now throwing two sliders. Mm. Um, we talked about how Whitlock added a sweeper last year and More could like not command it. Um, yeah. And part of that obviously was the injuries. And then uh, in his first start, he showcased like a harder, tighter gyro slider, which he was using a lot for strikes early in the count. And then he had a loopier, sweepier slider that he was using for swings and misses later in the count. And so I'm, I'm like, oh, okay, that that intrigues me because you know we know he's a sinker changeup guy. Um, and so if he can get, um, if he can get that extra swing and miss on the slider i'm intrigued i don't know how long he's gonna go right because of um the past injuries i did find it interesting the josh minkowski i think is best served as a multi-inning reliever um josh josh minkowski wind up maybe being the the best player in the trade that sent andrew benintendi to the to the royals and franchi cordero to the red sox because it was franchi cordero and josh minkowski and three prospects to the red sox for Andrew Benintendi. Um, oh, and man. I feel like Benintendi's been meh, and Winkowski's been pretty good as a reliever for the Red Sox. He's been fine. He's, he's kind of a decent kind of guy. How dare you? He's fine. He was great last year. Um, okay. But yeah. You know anyway. We... <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you say more about him, there'll be 40 winks for everybody. Okay. Yes. Clever. 
Um, we do have a fifth starter spot. Uh, fifth, we could, let's call it a rotation challenge because that's what you call it in your article. Yeah, we have a rotation spot challenge with the Chicago Cubs. Um, it is for the fifth rotation spot. The leader appears to be Jordan Wicks, but Drew Smiley is still hanging around. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also Javier Assad. Um, and there's not Cade Horton, even though Nick and I want it to be Cade Horton. Yeah. Um, and then there's two other prospects who are kind of in the mix because they're on the 40 man and they're in camp and it's Ben Brown and Caleb Killian, although it's probably more Caleb Killian. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious where, where you side on this. Right. So there was also Hayden Wisniewski. I don't know if you mentioned True, him yes. in there too, but Wisniewski looked really bad. And I, I honestly, I know it sounds like Nick, come on, you can't really get rid of it now. Yeah, you kind of can if they're like really bad in the first one. And you have to kind of prove it a bit. I mean, he needs to be a lot better now um, to be able to win it back. But Caleb Killian is throwing harder. Just really looked like a different composed pitcher than what I remember. Mm-hmm. And I was really impressed. Um, he looked good, man. He yeah, really it was it was composed. It was in, in control. This is one of the things I say is like, I want, uh, I want to be able to watch a guy and be like, yeah, you are doing the things you want to do. And doing yeah. it at like 96 or whatever it was, it was it looked good. Um, right now, I mean, I, I I'm terrified to say this. I'm I don't care. Uh, Caleb Killian, I just looked it up. He, uh, I made my cue right. Caleb Killian was outside the top 1,000. 1,009 was his rank. Yeah. Okay. And keep in mind, like uh, like the ADP only really goes so far. Only t- many times he's been drafted or whatever. So he's like. ADP of like 580, which is for whatever reason, you know, like everyone's over there. But I, I kept scrolling down. I was like, I don't think I saw Caleb Killian once I had to type it in. It was 1009. So he's completely off people's radars, in other words. And it won't be that way for much longer, but you won't see him pop up in the ADP, right? You won't see him pop up that way. So if you want, to uh if you know if you're drafting you have to be aware of him and search for him mm-hmm. which is absolutely going to allow him to fall if he does steal a roster spot and that's not a bad play because like jordan wicks is not that impressive apparently he has a new slider that's cool it, it looked all right oh, like i watched a little bit of him there were moments that were oh, cool like he had this nice cutter going in then he nailed the fastball inside and like that's good sequencing he's not that electric in my view it's a really good change up at times but I don't really don't think there's enough there. Like he's yeah. kind of a Wade Miley type. And then uh, Javier side, I don't think is enough. Drew Smiley, no. Hayden Wisniewski, no. Ben Brown is more of a reliever. So to me, it's like Jordan Wicks and Caleb Killian as the two options. Um, I'm kind of curious how it plays out. Yeah, I think I'm only really interested in Killian of the two. If he were to yes. get a spot, I feel like his upside is more interesting. Wicks is somebody, if he gets the spot, I could see streaming him in the right matchup. Um, because he's, you know, he is really good with his command, but I just, eh. but you know, Killian, not, it, we didn't have, um, a radar gun in that broadcast. So I was relying on what the announcers were oh, yeah, saying, saying there was like that he was 96 yeah. with like good movement on a, yeah. on a sinker, a two seamer. Um, so yeah, I was impressed. He's a, he's a tall dude. Like he is, he is a lanky dude on the mound. Um, very composed mechanics. I, Man, I they're always it. so bad. They always have the worst personalities too. <laughs> pitchers or it's all pitchers. lanky guys on the mound oh man yeah. they never turn out to be good humans terrible <laughs> um we're gonna go across town for a, a team that has tons of openings in their rotation but we're gonna do that after this break so the white Sox entire rotation is up for grabs um yeah. 
I mean, realistically, Dylan Cease, we know, is the ace um, until he gets traded. And Eric Fetty isn't going anywhere. They just signed him. Um, So they're both in there. We have leaders and realistic starters for the other for two of the other spots in Michael Kopech and Michael Soroka, but they both have their share of question marks as well. Absolutely. Um, and then the fifth starter spot, if you count those two as locked in, and you can tell me if you do or not, I, I have some questions. Um, the fifth starter spot then is a giant hodgepodge of Chris Flexen, Garrett Crotchet, uh, Jared Schuster. Jake Etter, Ch- Chad Cool. I can't believe I'm listing him here. Uh, Davy Garcia, and then uh, Nick Nastrini has really kind of impressed people um, after coming over in the Lance Lynn deal. And then you're going to try and tell me Prelander Baroa, even though I think that <laughs> no. he's probably no, no, no. more likely to be their closer than yeah. their starter. Uh, but I'm curious first if you if you do believe that like Kopech and Soroka have spots, and then if you're interested in any of these guys, if they win a, a rotation spot. Yeah, just so we're clear here, uh, you were never the lanky pitcher. You were only the a catcher and you weren't lanky. I was only yes. a lanky pitcher. <laughs> yes, I was a stocky catcher. Yeah, see, see, he's a good one. And, okay. and yeah. I was a stocky, I tried to be a stocky pitcher, but it just didn't, mm. I had no command. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so I think right now, I mean, it looks like they're trying to do, uh, sorry, they're trying to make Quebec still a starter. So fine. Um, but Gare Crochet is the most interesting one. And it's really him versus Flexen. Uh, Crochet was saying that he changed his arsenal a bit to become more of a starter, which is what we were anticipating. Uh, it was mostly fastball slider, but honestly, the fastball wasn't good enough. The slider was okay. And that was like, wait, hold on. I need something more here. I am really interested to see how that plays out. Chris Flexen, though, is the front runner. Um, there's, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Chad Cool is there. He has a non-wrestler invite. I mean, he has experience of it. And none of these guys look good enough. Like, he might just take it because no one else is good enough. Um, Jake Woodford, also known as the Amish Mustang, is also there um, with an NRI. I uh, is he also known as that? He's yeah, also, uh, he's, he's, he's known, known as Wood Ford. Is okay. the Amish Mustang? Oh, I get yes. it. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> uh, Freelander Baroa. Uh, yeah, I know that. I mean, there was the um, who was it that got injured in their bullpen? Um, John Berbia. Oh, right? uh, yeah, Bre- um, Brebia, Brebia, a calf injury. Anyway, they, he was expected know. to be in part of the closing situation. It feels like Baroa is going to go in there. Anyway, it was just a very much of a hyper dark horse thing but i just wanted to make everybody aware of it so that if it does happen then you should know and david garcia didn't look like he was too improved um when he showed up i don't really think he's in the mix that much did either did you see him uh, today i i don't know about today i, I saw him before and did so, he go today yeah he threw two shutout uh mm-hmm. one walk three k's Ooh. Um, I I have I don't I haven't had eyes on it yet, so I haven't mm-hmm. been able to actually see um, what it is. There are obviously reports that his uh, VO is up, but velocity being up is like great. But again, the, the, that's not what was preventing Davy Garcia from being a reliable sure. starting pitcher. So um, um, I'm one, curious to see what happens here. Yeah, I'm a lot. The last one you mentioned is Nick Mastrini, who would be the best option. But I don't think the White Sox are going to be hyper aggressive. They don't really have an incentive to. You could say, oh, no, the Rookie of the Year stuff. Like, yeah, that's not. I really don't think that's enough for a lot of teams. But maybe it is. I don't think he would win it. So I think you're going to see him like in May or something like that. Yeah, I'm not interested. Are you interested in in Soroka? Like, will you take gambles? I, you know, I have him 
starred in my TGFBI. I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> y'all aren't going to listen to this, right, Colette? Thank you. Okay. Um, but I, I mean, look, he took Framber in the start of the third, so he doesn't, he doesn't care what I think. Right. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Soroka is actually someone that a lot of people have forgotten about. He's going to have opportunity and he is known to be a six inning guy. There's value in that. So mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see where he is. And concerning his, his resume, or at least his history, of having a skill set that speaks to command, that's really exciting um, in your discount league. So I'm definitely going to be paying attention to that. Yeah, I, I I was interested in him in the past. And so uh, I'm, you know, as a boring player on the Yankees, and obviously the team context is worse, but I'm certainly invested or would be interested here. Um, another muddled rotation is over in Cincinnati. Um, we, I think, have a rotation battle because I know that Hunter Green and Graham Ashcraft are in the rotation. Um, we assume that Nick Lodolo and Frankie Montas would be in the rotation if they're healthy enough to right. pitch opening day, which seems to leave uh, Andrew Abbott, Nick Martinez, Connor Phillips, Brandon Williamson um, battling for one spot maybe more if you're not as convinced about Nick Lodolo um, because, you know, he's still battling a little bit of some leg soreness. Where do you come down on this rotation? Who do you think is secure and who do you think could steal a spot? Yeah. <sighs> um, they, I mean, they're saying things about Nick Lodolo. He's dealing with some leg pain. Um, they say like he should be good for opening day, but who knows? It's all so weird. There was like a small delay for Graham Ashcraft too, right? Um, so Hunter Green, I <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think it's just going to kind of sort itself out in whatever fashion. With those six, it'll turn into five somehow. I mean, it's really that. Connor Phillips will not. Chase Petty, I'm excited about, but will not. Brandon it, Williamson will not, you know? It feels like it will be Martinez or Abbott for the fifth spot if I had yeah. to guess. If everyone or, is like or, healthy and good to go. Right. Yeah, Ashcraft, Lodola, Green, absolutely. Montas should. And then it's... I. I I hate this because Nick Martinez deserves to start. That's what like, I was gonna say. Are you still are you still up the wall? Okay. But then they could say, well, you know, he was uh he was good in relief before. But to me, I would say Nick Martinez should start. Except that Andrew Abbott is like they believed him so much last year. Right. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to you- touch anything in Cincinnati. So, I, I, so let's say, let's say pitch, Lodolo. A lot of these guys are volatile as they are anyway. Yeah. And they, I don't think you're going to get to a point where they are consistently producing at a high level that you're going to want to have it on your team. And it's just too much to deal with. Just don't. Just don't. So that, so that's, so if Lodolo starts on the IL and Nick Martinez makes the rotation, I'm not is interested. Is there a league? Not interested. Okay. I mean, only, I am- only streaming on the road. Sure. I am interested right now in Lodolo and Montas as uh, late round uh, bench stashes where they're going because they're both going pretty late in drafts. And so I think throwing them on your bench, given their upside and seeing how they look, um, could be interesting in like a 12 team format. Lodolo, uh, but I, but I don't want to rely on them. Yeah, you I don't, don't, I, you I don't think be I can do it for Montas. I don't okay. think I can. Fair. I mean, I think in a 12 team or no, 15, fine. But 12-teamer, I, I feel like they're just other ones that I've been constantly been able to get instead. 
I agree. I didn't I didn't think that I would be in on Montas. I had him really low in my initial rankings when he signed with Cincinnati. Um, but you know, he, he looked pretty good in the first, I mean, he looked solid in the, in the first outing solid enough that I was like, Oh, you know, I know he's still going to ramp up his, he wasn't like pumping 96 on the gun. Like you wanted him to, in your what to watch tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, okay, you know, I remember how talented he is. Like maybe I need to see more, but I don't want to write it off yet. Sure. That's where I'm at right now. Um, we're going to move on to the Cleveland Guardians. I think that they're pretty much locked in with their five, right? Yeah. I mean, Carlos Carrasco is trying to fight for a position, um, but it should be Logan Allen there. And that's that's that it shouldn't be Carlos Carrasco. He's going to be like a long reliever, I think. The other interesting one, I know it's going to sound crazy, um, is Tyler Beatty, who's not going to be on the Guardians. But like he didn't look bad. He looked like he a serviceable a- MLB starter. Did he give up a, a big home run? But yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, that was a hanging slider to Hanniger. Okay, yes. fine. Um, but like, I could see this being a fifth starter for a club who is just so such in dire need of somebody. Uh, like he's going to be a Rocky. Here you go. <laughs> I was going to say, like the next team who weirdly <laughs> doesn't really have a rotation battle, but it's no. just like the Rocky rotation is gross i don't really think we need to talk about it everybody's locked in and we don't really have interest in any of them correct oh yeah no no just don't perfect done um detroit um so detroit has a fifth spot challenge um we think that Tarek skubal kenta maeda matt manning and jack flaherty will be in the rotation um casey mize has looked pretty good early on uh with some added velo and apparently allegedly um, a lot of uh, IVB gain on the fastball. Again, we need to wait until we get lots of, of data to um, to make sure of that. Uh, though Eno brought up a great point when he talked to you that if they're going to manage his innings, it might still make sense to start him on the IL, which could mean Reese Olsen gets the fifth spot or maybe um, Sawyer Gibson Long, but he is delayed with a groin injury. Yep. And the prospects have already been told they're not making the team. Jackson right. Job, Ty Madden, they're not making the team. Um, so does it feel like it's Reese Olsen spot. Do you think that Mize will make this rotation? And are you buying these early improvements from Mize? Also, like Scoobles, what sitting 97, 98 today? Like, what? Yeah, 97, 97. Heck? Heck. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, there's no video, though, right? I, I didn't know. There, there's out. some video that beat writers have taken, but it's not like, you know, it's, it's like, from the no, no, stands. No, 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 no. I, I don't care. Yeah. If it's not behind the picture, I don't care. Yes, there's no it's reference not point, you know? No. Oh. I obviously needed. I mean, I'm putting out the list on Monday, guys. So, um, yeah. you will see Tarek Scoobal inside the top 20 now. Okay, like I, I'm, a, I everyone's up there afraid for of it. If you're scared of the injury stuff, no, 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 stop, stop doing this. This is actually something I'm realizing. I realize every year, but I think I'm realizing it sooner rather than later. Is when like April 20th or April 25th hits, no one will care anymore about any sort of injury risk or like perceived possibility that they'll be hurt by August. Right? On right. your team, if you have Tarek Skubal and you're afraid, oh no, I think he's gonna get more injured this season at some point because of this. Or like let's just let's just say Max Fried, who you took in TGFBI, right? I'm a little worried because of the the forearm string I'm saying. Oh no, I think okay. Part of that ranking is the information between now and the start of opening day and everything's fine by then. That actually means he's going up my list because that's a month to get injured and he hasn't done it. Or really like two na- two months almost since the February 8th edition. 
So Scooble, any concerns you have about it, it will be gone within like half a month. And then you'll be sitting there being like, I wish I had Terry Scooble on my team. And then you could trade him away if you really feel like it's such an injury risk or something. Like you will get yeah. more perceived value at that point. Right. The second the season starts like three weeks in. Right. So, and we've talked we've talked about that. Like if he gets hurt in July, it's not necessarily any more likely than any other well, rant, well, like right. Yamamoto getting hurt. But in July. I, I, I like guess I'm even making the point of just our perceived uh, value of Scooble once the season's starting and he's dominating because of this philosophy or whatever is that value is going to be higher. And if you are still yes, concerned, sure. then you can do something about it and you will find someone that will deal for it, right? It yes. will happen. Obviously, if you're talking about leagues that you can't do that because stuff, fine. But trust me guys I, I look you want school now more i was concerned that maybe the velocity was going to dip a little bit it's clearly not yeah um yeah that's a big deal anyway uh at the end of this rotation i honestly think that they're just going to put casey Mize in to begin the year now because reese olsen did not look good in his game mm-hmm. and jack flaherty hey it's nice he's hitting 96 now so i hope that ivb is legitimate that he has on it it was also like seven four seamers that he threw so we can't really rely on this yet <laughs> you're talking about um, my still uh flarity but also oh, Mize really yeah. like something to really note with all these velocities Terry scoop is different if you're sitting there like what the heck um but i but even like ryan nelson who was up tonight like a like at least a tick he was throwing like 96 97 the first and then it fell down for the first couple of pitches in the second inning and it's like right a lot of these guys are just so excited to be in the spring yeah and they're airing it out a little bit in that first inning or maybe even in the small bit that they have I think Flaherty threw like a total of 10 pitches. So we can't really surmise a ton there. That's I mean, not even the full amount for stuff plus, uh, which required 20 to keep in mind, guys. So, uh, yeah, that, it shouldn't be resourced, though. I think it should be mine. I wrote something on Twitter about that. and I'll just touch on it real quick because you just yeah. talked about velocity. Like, yes, you shouldn't make wholesale changes to your rotations based on two innings of, of velocity this early in spring. But the people that are saying like, oh, just like velocity right now doesn't matter. It's it's not that simple. It does matter. There's so much nuance about this. And we have so much more data than before. Right. It's like velocity gains this early in spring when we usually see pitchers ramp up are intriguing because guys could continue to throw harder as spring goes on. So it might not be actionable in the sense that like I'm not going, oh, Casey Mize is throwing harder. He allegedly has more IVB. Like now I'm going to draft him, but I'm saying, okay, Casey Mize, that's interesting. He's throwing a little harder. Now, is this going to carry over through spring? Is that added vertical movement going to carry over? I'm now watching for it. So it is useful information. It's not nothing, but it's not something you make a wholesale change to what you're drafting on. But it is something that like we're talking about Caleb Killian. Maybe it changes your late round dart throws. Why not? You're doing yeah. a draft right now. Somebody Great looks point. really good in the spring. Why not? What the yeah, whole Cole point Irving of the late round yep. dart throw is you're saying I might this guy might be off my roster in two weeks, but maybe he's not. Maybe there's something that clicks. So if I see a level, even in two innings of spring, that make me go, Oh, if that clicks, like this guy could be good, then sure, if he's my last round pick, like I'll switch yeah. it. Like why and not? On that topic of Tarek Scoobel, um, that is so wild, uh, his velocity today. And it's so really my concern, again, was more that he'd fall back down to 93, 94. And it's pretty clear that he's not going to now. Exactly, um, yes. And as we watch this, like I think I'm going to have him 
I don't know where yet. It's going to be inside the top 20. I don't know how far. I don't think it's it's not going to be inside my like top 12 or something. Um, but I, you know, if he continues to be a 97, 98 through all of spring, then maybe <laughs> like that's a right. huge, huge difference. That's a better version of himself from last year that would likely um, uh, rectify, not rectify, uh, mitigate the loss of um, damage from the worst commands on his fastball. All I'm trying to say is that he had really good metrics on his fastball last year that I think we're going to get worse. The regression, yeah, mitigate the regression that he would have if the velocity um, gets better too. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how it all plays out. Um, we do have a fifth rotation or fifth rotation spot challenge um, in Houston. It's a, it's a battle. I mean, it still is a battle between Jose Urquidy and JP France. I know yeah. JP is slowed because of um, shoulder inflammation. Uh, so it probably it looks like it's going to be Urquidy, but they you know are gonna they claim they're going to be ramping France up. I guess does it matter to you? Like, are you interested? Oh in yeah, no, absolutely. Pitching for the Astros is a great thing to do. Sure. Yes. Yes. If you can right? do it, and like we'll both of these guys have proven they can go six frames. Yeah. Um, France also, you know, was making a great point about JP was uh, he used to be a strikeout guy, and then he came to the majors and kind of wasn't. It was more of a kitchen sink. And there are elements of side inside France's arsenal that can be more whiffable pitches. So I am really curious to see if that does play out. Uh, you know, in spring training, we actually when we do see him. So keep this in mind. Urquidy with a good four seamer upstairs too. That I think he can squeeze more out of it. Um, yeah, both of them are nice uh, late round uh, fifteen teamer plays. If they whoever gets the job, I would just wait to figure out who it is. Yeah, I've been in on Urquidy in the past. I think Urquidy's arsenal was always like it's drawn up in a lab to look like all these things are going to work so well together. Yeah. And it's beautiful, and then on the, when you get to the mound, you're like, eh, it doesn't work that well. Um, but I, I, I'd probably buy back in again. Why not? Yeah. Um, Kansas City. No good pitchers on the Kansas City Royals. Um, Sorry, Daniel Lynch. The fourth is not it, uh, guys. So we have, I'd say we have three spots locked in with the Royals with, with Cole Reagans, Michael Waka, and Seth Lugo. And Brady um, Singer. And sure, Brady Singer. I mean, how yeah, can Brady Singer true. lose that that's job? True. He's not going to lose that job. Um, <laughs> well, it's because, he, because he's been so up and down. So I look at him and I don't think of him as a locked in starter. But then I look at the but rest then of the It's like the Royal. Like the Royals are going to be like, I'm sorry, yeah. Brady Singer. We've got, you know, Daniel Lynch the fourth. Um, right, exactly. So the final spot is a battle between Jordan Lyles, yeah, I mean, Daniel Lynch, and, and Alec Marsh. It's, but it's it, gonna, it's, it should it's be, gonna be Jordan, Jordan Lyles. Lyles. No? It, there's a chance that Marsh does something. But sure. I don't think so. But you're, are you. Would you be interested in care. any of these pitchers if no. they are in a spot? No, I don't think so either. Are you interested in Brady Singer? No. Okay. Um, so it's, we've it's we've talked sweeper. There's not a yeah. third pitch. I say this every year. Evergreen request for third pitch up in the article. Yes, we've you know, talked Bernie enough ab- yeah, about Reagan's and Waka and Lugo. Um, we're interested in in the, all three of those guys um, in various formats. Yeah. Um, the Angels, I guess, kind of have. A rotation battle just because I'm not entirely convinced that they're going to keep Chase Silseth as the fifth starter. Obviously, I want them to, and I'm drafting as if they are because I, I like him. Um, Jose Suarez is being stretched out as a starter. He doesn't have any options left, so he could steal a rotation spot, but he's probably more of a long reliever. And then there's just Zach Plesak lurking where you're kind of like... <laughs> 
it's I could see a team like the Angels saying if Plesak has a good enough spring, like couldn't you see the Angels being like, okay, Chase Sills, if you can start in the minors, we're going to give the fifth spot to Zach, to Zach Plesak. What is Plesak's snack of choice? What is his please snack of choice? Did I say as he lurks? No, I'm just oh, saying he, you have this as lurking and like yeah, a he's lurking. Out. Um, it's exactly got to be something that's not crunchy because if he's lurking, he doesn't mm-hmm. want to make a lot of noise. Sure, so yeah. it's like some Twizzlers. Oh, he's a Twizzler boy. <laughs> I mean, I love Twizzlers. Why not? Just lurking on lurking with a jumbo bag of Twizzlers. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like there it's, it it's, is. First of all, it's actually sex. So it's definitely yeah. red vines. It's not Twizzlers. Oh, yeah. And of course, also be on the Guardians and now the Angels. It's all red all the time, right? So yeah, red vines makes sense. But yeah, crazy delicious. I. Uh, yeah, it's these five, so there's no battle here. So you don't you don't think Plesak has a shot? Mm, that's my answer. Okay, fair. Um, we're going to move over to the Dodgers, uh, and we're going to do that after this break. So I was all ready to say the Dodgers have no rotation battle uh, because we know that Walker Buehler is going to start the year um, on the IL. It looks like Emmett Sheehan is going to get in the rotation, but everybody keeps telling me that Gavin Stone has a shot to displace Emmett Sheehan. I completely um, missed this because like, because I thought that you, Michael Grove and Stone, like whatever, who cares? Yeah. And I just, uh, I dropped the ball on this one. Um, uh, I don't like I will say Stone, I, you, you and I both. Well, I mean, the thing is that there was no indication that Gavin Stone is anything but like a three inning replacement. And oh. He still very much could be like, this is Ooh. not a, you know, it is not a conclusion like, oh, no, I no, did. Gavin Stone's something legitimate. They did say I did about Gavin Stone. I did. I added him. I said, if Sheehan's, I said if Sheehan's poor location comes back to bite him, it would likely be Stone or Grove getting the next shot. Boom. Right. Oh, I understand. I forgot I, forgot I wrote. I forgot I wrote it. I didn't even but, but the thing is, uh, it happens to me all the time. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's still going to be like three innings or so. Right. Like a, one game and then I'll be it. You know, these aren't truly starters to me and i still you know i watched landon knack i watched kyle hurt and i see them both being like that michael grove stone role uh for the dodgers i am still of the belief that of the five or really the yeah i'll say the five pitchers of stone grove knack hurt and river ryan river ryan is the one that actually has a true legitimate shot of being a regular starter for the Dodgers the second he gets his opportunity. I think he's the, the highest quality of all of them. I think he has the deepest arsenal. Um, it just makes all the sense to me. Maybe Gavin Stone is he different now. Has the best name too. <laughs> well, it's two first names and I don't normally trust those guys. Um, I guess Ryan River is more of a normal. Okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's the one that really matters to me. And, go, and Stone getting opportunity, if it's something brand new and told totally different look which right. they've saying that he has a bit then maybe <laughs> but it should still be Emmett Sheehan to me yeah do are they saying he has it a bit I mean I I guess I mean I know that the command the the changeup looked filthy in the first uh but that's always been the training thing. start but that's always been the thing yeah, so I think also, I heard something about his fastball being a little different or something he like was that. I just heard that the fastball command was was really good yeah okay whatever uh but yes <laughs> I mean I'm I'm listen I w- I was I do admit that I was in on Gavin Stone last year because I read a lot of glowing reviews of yeah, Gavin well, Stone I, the, the same thing for me, and, that, and so he's a, the reason I learned the whole changeup thing, right? 
And so uh, it would not surprise me if he found his way into the rotation again at some point in the season at the start, whatever. I prefer Emmett Sheehan. Um, you prefer the prospects that I don't know as much about. Um, so I'd say neither one of us is running to get Gavin Stone. But again, these are guys where like, if you're starting for the Dodgers, you're going to be worth rostering in deeper formats because you could steal a win or, you know, um, th- these are not talent less pitchers. Right. Uh, we're going to move over to Miami. They have a competition for um, the final two rotation spots. What's interesting is um, I get you and I put they have a final. They have a competition for the final two rotation spots. Uh, we have different people in the rotation because I had Edward Cabrera as in in a battle for one of the final spots. And you have Braxton Garrett as in the battle. And yeah, that's there's, because someone, there's someone Garrett, missing here, which was an update. I, I don't know why, where they are. I I just I guess I must have completely like I don't know blanked or deleted it accidentally. I uh, but AJ Puck isn't mentioned inside this article for some stupid reason. Oh yeah, reason. that's true. Um, um, but and for, he's for very me, much involved in this conversation. I was going to say I, I feel like we both kind of ag- agree that it's probably pr- if we assume that Braxton Garrett's sore shoulder is fine for the start of the season because they said he would be. He's just a little bit delayed. We assume the rotation is going to be Lazardo, Yuri Perez, Cabrera, Braxton Garrett, and the fifth spot is Trevor Rogers, AJ Puck, or Max Meyer. Does that yeah. kind of make sense to you? No, absolutely. I honestly feel that AJ Puck is going to win it. I I think there's a shot. He looked he looks good in the first outing. He's another guy we talked about Whitlock um, earlier. Puck's throwing two different versions of the slider. He has a, a sweepier slider for swings and misses. He has a harder slider that's kind of like a cutter. We know that you love lefties who have cutters and we're willing to throw it in on the hands of righties. Yep. So that is an interesting thing for somebody who's trying to now stretch out um, you know, for more innings. I think Puck has always been incredibly talented. I know Trevor Rogers is good too, uh, but Puck was, it was injuries that derailed him in Oakland. And then he pitched well for the, for Miami out of the bullpen. So I kind of am, am with you. I think Puck is going to win that spot. And I would be interested in taking late flyers on Rogers or Puck, whoever wins the rotation, because I think the upside for both of those guys is there. Yeah, definitely monitor Trevor Rogers. I mean, honestly, there's a world that Max Meyer gets it. Uh, he's also been expanding his arsenal to be less mm-hmm. than less of a focus on sliders. Um, so there are, is certainly intrigue there. I also saw that Edward Cabrera pitched today, and uh, I, I think I saw some hype around like I, I got a, a DM as well. Uh, you know who you are, and asking about hey Edward Cabrera, like zero walks, two innings, and fortunately we have Stackhouse. And guess what? Do you remember the pitch that ruined Cabrera last year when it comes to strike rate? Like was the sl- slider fastball? Wasn't the fastball the only one that he could throw for a strike? He just well, one with terrible lefties on. and then righties. So it was like I, th- yeah. I believe against righties he could throw for a strike, lefties he couldn't at all. And so to me, like the big, it's like really bad against lefties. Um, to me, that's like the one area. It's like, dude, that's what you really need to fix the most. You're normally going to have your changeup. Your curveball isn't really that consistent, but at least it's like a sixty percent strike rate, and the, the fastball is like under sixty. And it was five for 11 strikes on his fastball. And I'm like, mm, that's not really that convincing to me. Right. Um, and two innings. Mm, I also look, I kind of just like looked at the general plots. I'm sure he was able to get enough changeups over the zone. But there isn't like, I guess I'm I was hoping that Edward Cabrera would show up displaying some sort of ability that was like, hey, look, my mechanics are different. I am able to do this. I, I attack differently. And 
the quick look at Savan and location plots and stuff like that is like, yeah, this is the same guy. But obviously, I, I need to watch him in full. Yeah, I did the same thing where I was like, okay, there again. I I need to watch it in full too. I didn't watch his start, but I looked at the I looked at the location plots. I looked at the Savant ad, and it was like, okay, there's no real change in velocity. There's no real change in movement. There's no real change in spin rate. The zone rate was way up. Um, you know, fifty two percent zone rate. Um, in the start today was at thirty eight percent last year and thirty eight point four percent in twenty twenty two. Um, but again, we're talking about two innings. However, if he does show better command as spring goes on, that's something that's important. But as you've mentioned many times, especially when talking with Eno, but as you were just talking about pitching in general, throwing a pitch in the strike zone is not necessarily the same as hitting your spot, right? So it'd be, yes. great, it'd be great if he throws more strikes. Right. However, if he just throws strikes by just getting it over the plate, but he's not hitting location with intent, then... Yeah, he. I mean, then his his rotation spot may not be long, and you may see Max Meyer in there, and and Cabrera may go to a multi inning guy. I mean, for the most part, I think his stuff is. It, it's interesting. There's certain guys like Tyler Glasnow is one. I would not consider him a good command pitcher. He throws it down the middle, but it's good enough control because of that. Like Logan Gilbert does the same thing with his fastball. Like it's not a well spotted uh, uh, pitch here, but. It's good enough. And Edward Cabrera has good enough stuff that he could be fine if he's just able to throw enough strikes, like have good enough control. Um, so that's really what I'm hoping for with it. Um, but yeah, it's it's really just like follow the walk rates with uh, Edward Cabrera as much as you can. And like this, it worked out here, but I really need to see a larger sample. Yeah, agreed. Um, there's so many rotation spots up for grabs in Milwaukee. Uh, oh, we know that uh, Freddie Peralta and Wade Miley are going to be in the rotation. Yeah. Um, so we have three guys from Aaron Ashby, D.L. Hall, Joe Ross, Jacob Junis, Colin Ray. Um, you mentioned Robert Gasser. I feel like he's probably not involved yeah, no, no, in no, this no, no, rotation no. battle right now. I think DL Hall is as good as in. Oh um, man, DL Hall looks so good from all the so beat writers. <laughs> yeah. So good from the footage I saw from. The yeah, right. Everybody the reporting on it. Right he looks. Yeah, um, but, but the key for me was the beat writers were like, "This team wants him in the rotation. He wants to be in the rotation." Yeah. Like, Barring anything happening in spring, he's going to start the year in the rotation. Right. So we're really looking at two spots for those other guys. Um, I feel we talked about this on the last, like one of the last podcasts. I feel like Ashby might be on the outside looking in. He might start on the IL or in the minors given mm-hmm. the lost year. Um, who do you think like wins these final two spots? And is it anybody that's man? Interests I don't know if I care that much. I mean, like I am intrigued by Ashby, of course, and also Robert Gasser. Um, Jay Junis expressed that he signed as a starter and it makes a little bit more sense now, maybe considering right. that there are f- three spots open. One goes to DL Hall and then Colin Ray can get one and then it's Jacob Junis and then Ashby starts slow. That makes a lot of sense. Same with Robert Gasser, but I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, I really only care if it's Gasser and Ashby. I don't expect anything new from Junis. There was a moment that he had a really good changeup to pair with his slider um, and the fastballs are still whatever Colin Ray is very pedestrian do not chase that and Joe Ross I have no expectations to see something brand new that is exciting agreed uh, I'd love Ashby to get the shot to be interested otherwise it's it's weight on Gasser and Miserowski if, if yeah, Miserowski oh man oh, he's um, so fun he's just so filthy yeah <sighs> um 
I think we want a rotation battle in Minnesota, but yeah, I don't think we're battle. getting one. No. Um, I think Paddock and DiScofani around. And Cantorino. <laughs> right. Obviously, in Cantorino. Do you need to leave and let me talk about him for a while? Can we actually good? talk about him for like five minutes as I go yeah, off? Go for, let's go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you, are you, you've talked about them a bunch. So just in general, yeah. interest in Paddock or DiScofani or, or not? I mean, Paddock, I'm a little bit more intrigued by. Um, he's apparently looked really good in camp so far. Maybe I don't know. Uh, at least follow Paddock. I'm also willing to say like, okay, I've been hating on the heater, but if he locates it well, then that's maybe good enough. And I want Varland so badly in that rotation. I feel like he's he's just made for it. But Tony Visco yeah. has inside lane right now. Follow that. If it's Varland, we're 100 in. Um, David Festa is going to be interesting. I think he's going to be the option after these guys. So he's like the SP seven right now. Maybe it's Cantorino. So there's your seven or eight. There you yeah. go, Eric. But um, but yeah, I just don't want. Descofani. Uh, I'd be interested I, I, in any of these except Descofani. <laughs> I think you and I are both on the like Paddock is a really is a good option as like a late stash flyer. Yeah. He's just not being drafted as that. Like there are a lot of people that are like yeah. actively trying to get him on their roster. I, I'm not that guy right now, and I'll I'll lose Slider. shares of him and it is what it is. The new slider slash cutter is just not that good enough. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm like, not yeah. I don't fully buy it right now. Yeah. Um I guess I don't really buy the Mets rotation, but they have five guys. Um, yeah. And I don't think there's a battle because with the... No, uh, I thought they had Shake Shack. Get... <laughs> Sorry. Um, I, that is actually <laughs> the only time I eat Shake Shack is at City Field. Just want to that right? By the way, all of you guys have noticed, Eric doesn't like laugh. He just has a little chuckle and then says, clever. I laugh sometimes. But sometimes <laughs> I just say... Sometimes I, if I don't... This is like the English teacher in me where like sometimes if I'm like... It's not hilarious, but it, I appreciate the mm-hmm. intent sure. of what you're trying to do. I'm like, well, I like your, I like your wording. I like your I word appreciate play. that. To bring this back, um, with Kodai Singh being injured, Tyler, uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler McGill, McGill seems like he has, has a, it. It has could be Luke Casey or Jose Budo. Yes. It's not going to be Vassal Hamill or Christian Scott. You're not taking the American so. spork out of the rotation. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it should be McGill. He didn't look too impressive to me because he wasn't really doing the Blake Snell blueprint enough. I um, wasn't right. acting like Bailey Oberizzi. Um, too many low fastballs, not the best command of it. But you know, pay attention to that. I'm curious if Tyler McGill does look like Ty Lord by the end of March. I did like, I, even if it's not like, oh my god, upside of what he was doing. I did like the harder slider was commanded yes. way better. Was more ninety like miles cutter. per hour, not like um, eighty four. Yeah, and so that I appreciated as as a strike pitch too. And right. then the splitter looked okay in the few times he threw it. The Mets have raved about it, so we'll see what happens in in longer spring training. The start American spark. Um, this yes. is the American spark. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah, um, thank you. But uh, so I, I'm intrigued enough. Where like I think he's maybe raising his floor with mm-hmm. with the pitch mix. I don't know that he's like getting back to that old ceiling that we thought he had. But and if everybody, of course, in their head right now hears that cr- cranking sound, I, I tried to make it myself and I can't do it. Of like your. Um, fixing a tire. That's how you should feel about him raising his floor. That's exactly the sound. Uh, yeah. I'm like, That's I was there. gonna say it's, it's fixing a tire is such a pain in the ass. But I'm a New Yorker and I barely drive. And I don't so have a license, fine. so what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, speaking of New Yorkers, we're going to the other New York team, the Yankees. They have five locked in guys. There is no battle here. Yep. Uh, Oakland. <laughs> um, Oakland, I think, may have five locked in guys. Um, um, it seems like it's Luis Medina. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like he's hit 101 today. Was, Someone yeah. made a good note. He did max out at 100.2 last year. But then again, it's like, well, the max is already a little bit higher than it was last year. And they're supposed to be ramping right. up and everything a little bit. So 
I, I think it the battle was kind of between him and Joe Boyle anyway. Um, I know that people are real like they love that Joe Boyle had improved command in his first start, but again, uh, control. Um, he had right. improved control. It was, it was a little bit of the what we were talking about with Edward Cabrera, where like he was throwing pitches in the general strike zone, uh, but it wasn't like he was dotting. It was a sixty percent strike rate, everyone. Okay, yeah. it's not like there was a tweet that was going around, like oh he threw all the strikes. No, that was just reading the game day data wrong because he ended every at bat with a strike. Um, because yeah, because he didn't walk anybody and there were no hits. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no. Uh, Medina for like. Are you going to get sucked back in? I no. there was a stretch last year where I thought the slider, slider looked good and he was go, he was relying way more on the sinker um, and was moving away from the fastball the four seam. Now if he's one one, I I I'm not buying back in right now. I mm-hmm. could see myself. I have a little bit of a weakness for him because I do think the raw tools are are intriguing. Um, and so if he puts together like a really good spring, like if he does this three, four, five more times, I could see myself being like, oh, maybe I'll take a flyer again. But I'm trying really hard to not get invested. I refuse to be one of the children of Luis Medea. That one, I, I'm not even going to say clever. I don't know where you're getting at with that oh, one. Well, Medea, the, the, uh, that's fine. We'll move on. That's oh, a literary reference. Like, uh, I got you're, it. Aren't you an English teacher? I am. But I, I Wait, I'm probably getting it. I'll be honest with you guys right now. I'm probably getting it wrong. Is I thought you were going for like the Tyler Perry thing. Of the the mother who then kills her children is this a, this classic tale? No, we're gonna edit this we're, out. We're gonna... <laughs> I don't think we should edit it out. We'll I mean, like... we'll go it. We'll go. Okay, we'll wait. Go. I gotta we're Google gonna... this. I'm sure I'm we're making this Google. all wrong. Uh, is no. someone be like, yeah, no, Medea is right. Yeah, the 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 Euripides play. You're saying yes. Okay, yes. And like the story is that she uh, is known as as a okay. She's often blah 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 blah. <laughs> Blah 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 blah. Okay, okay. When he abandoned her, Medea murdered their two children. Okay, plan the death. Okay, it was a good reference. It was a good reference. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the, the the tired brain didn't make the connection to the to the Euripides play. I went yeah. instead as an English teacher. I went to Tyler Perry, which is <laughs> which isn't even that. Which uh, makes sense. I get yeah. it. Um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I refuse to be one of. I'm not sliding in. Okay. I need to watch him in tr- spring train for Luis Medina. I really, I really would like you to get that reference into some of your articles this year. Um, <laughs> the Phillies also have no rotation battle. We have a locked in yeah. starting five. No. Yay! Uh, yay! The Pirates do have a battle. Uh, we have three guys with locked in spots: Mitch Keller, Martin Perez, and Marco Gonzalez. And then we have three guys uh, battling for. Uh, the final two spots, um, even though we really want, actually, I would say it's four guys battling for the final two spots. We really want Paul Skeens and Jared Jones. I don't think they're uh, actually going to make this um, out of camp, but super interested in both of them. Jared Jones looked really good in his uh, first appearances. Uh, it seems like this battle is between Luis Ortiz, Luis L. Ortiz, Bailey Falter, Ronzi Contreras, and then I do think Quinn Priester is still yeah, in the yeah, battle yeah. because he did get opportunities last year. Yep. Um, he looked okay today. Okay. We're not going to yeah. go crazy, yeah, sure, um, sure. but it's the pirates and they gave him chances before. And I could see him being in the mix for one of the final two spots. Are you interested yeah. in any of these guys? If they Ronzi's a little bit interesting, um, he's returning. I mean, at least velocity wise, 
And movement-wise, it looks like he's returning to the 2022 four-seamer, which is much better. We'll have to see that hold up. I also want to see the slider looking a little bit better, too. But there is some intrigue there. That said, like a four-seamer slider isn't quite enough for me to really jump in. But I'm going to be paying attention to Robonsi. Luis Ortiz, don't care. Billy Falter, don't care. And I cannot wait for Jared Jones and Paul Skeens. Yes, so much so. Uh, so neither of us really care about these Pirates guys. We have eight teams left to discuss, and we'll get to them after the break. So guys, I want to tell you something right now. Eric Samoski is a phenomenal host. Uh, what you're not hearing is a complete breakdown on uh, my own mental breakdown of burping into the mic and not realizing that this button I have that normally turns off my microphone did not turn off my microphone. And then I had the whole just look back at the last week with this new audio mixer <laughs> wondering how many times I like burped into the mic when I see the micro microphone is off on my computer when it wasn't and people are just really nice and didn't say anything so Eric is is a trooper and let me know no and I uh, thank you for being such a good host Eric. Hey, of course let's we just hope it's only things if it's only burping into the mic you weren't this like under your breath bad mouth oh no i don't do that and then yeah no, no you're no, too no, nice to guy that's true well, no, it's, it's just not even like it's not good, good for it's, you don't want to do those things no, well you definitely shouldn't yes i agree you should not, not do those things um you should roster some of the san diego padres pitchers uh the top three we really like joe musgrove you darvish and michael king the bottom two we probably don't like as much uh not entirely sure who's going to get the spot it is a battle between pedro avila randy vasquez Johnny Brito, Luis Patino, Matt Waldron, I guess, and maybe Drew Thorpe, but probably not Drew Thorpe. Um, Pedro Villa seems like he has a roster spot, I guess, a rotation spot. Who do you think is actually going to emerge from this? And do you actually care for fantasy purposes who takes these final two spots? I'm pretty sure I burped super loudly during the craft episode today. And like Eno just did nothing. Like, <laughs> I'm so like, ready to listen to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go to Adam and be like, Adam, make sure there isn't a loud burp. We have the audio separate so we can get rid of it. <laughs> make sure you tell oh, me. And then I'm going to I'm going to text, you know, but, you know, did I burp really loudly? <laughs> did I, I was on mute and you said nothing. All right. Um, For this, I think it's going to be Randy Vasquez. And I was going to say Avila, but he was really bad in that first game. He and I kind of like Johnny Brito. I think Brito is a is a sneaky play here. And if he does get the fifth spot, um, he's got a really good approach against right-handers. It's just more about figuring out against left-handers. So pay attention to that, especially for your 15-teamers. Um, but otherwise, I mean, I don't really think that Randy Vasquez is that great. I don't think Pedro Vila is worth it. Matt Waldrum is like a streamer randomly this year. Luis Patino is not really showing anything new. Um, there's not really a whole lot to watch here. I really, um, yeah, I was really hoping... Uh, Something would click for Luis Patino over the years. Uh, we haven't seen it quite yet. Um, this San Francisco rotation is a mess, um, but I think we don't really have a rotation battle, correct? We just have these five guys who, some of which are just going to throw three innings and we're I guess calling so. it a day. Like, I guess it's Keaton Wynn and Tristan Beck, like, unless they sign Jordan Montgomery. Yeah. Um, and it's between Keaton Wynn and Tristan Beck. Uh, so I think it's going to be Keaton Wynn. Um, I don't. Some people are interested because it's a splitter that's been effective, and you can throw strikes with it. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything else. Unfortunately, Kai Wing Tang is hurt because um, yeah. I thought he was a very interesting option. 
as and, well, but he's not. And just, so, to go. just so people know, Keaton Wynn is back throwing. Um, he was sidelined with elbow soreness, but he's oh, back, right. Throwing, right. back throwing again, and he's basically only like a week behind. So he it should not impact him at all in terms of this rotation spot. Um, I had in previous years been interested in Dalton Jeffries back when he was on um, Oakland. I don't really think that he's um, involved in this competition, but maybe he'll throw some intriguing bullpen innings. Yeah. Um, Seattle locked in five guys. We got nothing it. To, nothing to talk about. St. Louis locked in five guys. Yep. Nothing to talk about. Uh, Tampa Bay. I feel like they're locked in five guys, right? I mean, yep. we, we have the expectation that we um, know that Shane Boz, Boz is not going yeah. to start. And then right. the only other person who they've even mentioned possibly is um, Nayuki Uesawa, who is being used as a starter, is getting used to pitching on, you know, every five or six days or six days, um, most likely going to start in the minors. But he's the only person who has an outside shot if like Taj Bradley or Zach Littell were to face plant. But right. I feel like those guys are in the rotation. Yep. Um, the Texas Rangers, they have four locked in spots with Nathan Eovaldi, John Gray, Andrew Heaney and Dane Dunning. Um, the fifth spot is a battle between Cody Bradford, Owen White, Danny Duffy, Jose Urania, Adrian Sampson, um, no, Jack Cole Leiter. Wynn. I don't think I, I said Cole Wynn. Oh, yeah. I uh, didn't actually really expect to see him much here or really care, but I guess yeah. he's kind of there, too. Um, and uh, Jack Fle- Jack Leiter is probably not going to make the team out of camp. I mean, they have said Bruce Bochy has specifically said the goal of spring training is for Jack Leiter to believe he can be a major league pitcher, mm. not to actually have him be one. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's a clear distinction. Yeah. Um, I feel like Cody Bradford, who looked fine today against the Dodgers, um, yeah, probably has the leg up. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, you yeah, know, it's going to be Cody Bradford. So I'm pretty surprised at this point if it's not. And, are, and you're not intrigued, I don't assume. No. Yeah, these guys to me are, are placeholders. They have three starters, hopefully, for them coming back over the summer in Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, and Tyler Malley. And so um, I in in deeper leagues, like Dane Dunning has been a good streamer for there a while. I could reports that he's like throwing much better with a good fastball. And yeah, I'm like, I, I'm really curious about that four-seamer, but... yeah. He has been useful in the past. I'm ready yeah. for Dane Dunning to be useful for stretches again, for sure. Um, sure. But not on on Cody Bradford. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have a rotation battle for the Blue Jays. Um, I guess there's kind of not one, but Manoa looked. Yeah, Manoa looked terrible. Um, the thing is, Manoa who, is the other person. Is it going to be Bowden Francis? Bowden or Francis. Rodriguez? Yes, I am taking late round flyers on Bowden. I took. I saw that um, start by Manoa, and I. Immediately took Francis in a um, draft and hold. Um, and then I also took him with one of my last round picks in another um, deep league I'm in. Um, oh, sorry. That was Rick. I took Ricky Tiedemann as a deep pick. I don't think Ricky Tiedemann is breaking camp. Um, yeah. But I think Bowden Francis has a shot to take this job if Manoa looks like that again. I think they and want the- Manoa to take this job. I think they want Manoa as the fifth starter, right. but he was so bad. Yeah, so so Bowden Francis or Bowden Francis, I don't know what we decided on. <laughs> we did look it up. I think it was Bowden. Okay, so Bowden Francis. Then I, uh, it's a four seamer that has a lot of good shape. He didn't really have a lot of success um, in the uh, as a reliever last year, but it does have like good extension. Also, you're it does, right. Like, it's Bowden. 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 Sorry, it is Bowden. Right. Um, I said Bowden, then you said Bowden, and I was like, oh, I, that's probably right. Um, good vert on it. Like it's all good. It, it, was he throwing harder? 
was it was it was just normal, right? It was it was a Gaussian splitter normal. that he's trying to learn. Yes, because mm-hmm. he doesn't really have this like absurdly good uh, secondary. Like the curveball, it's fine, but it's not like this. Like oh my gosh, no, his curveball. Oh man, this is everything, right? It's a good curveball, looks pretty. He gets a down low, a decent amount, great slider. Uh, wasn't consistent enough. Um, it could be a decent option and everything. It's just it's not as explosive to me as I want it to be. I guess with with Bowden and maybe the four seamer is going to be that it wasn't in that game I saw against the Yankees, but obviously pay attention to, especially if I know is not doing well. And yeah, Ricky Tiedemann, I don't think it's going to be that guy while Yari Rodriguez is more of a swingman role. I think for him. Agreed. Yeah. And batter Francis was really good out of the bullpen for them last year. Um, I think there's, there's some talent here. Yeah. Um, and then Washington, I, I don't really think that there's no. a battle. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind, Seeing DJ Hertz push Jake, Jake not, Irvin, yeah, um, uh, or Trevor Williams. I mean, these guys are not yeah. guys I'm super interested in, but I, I guess I don't really see it happening. But right there now. is, you know, Josiah Gray and Mackenzie Gore looking kind of interesting, maybe. Yeah, so pay attention sure. to that. But like, yeah, as far as rotation battles, TJ Hertz eventually, but not now. And Zach Davies, like, did well, I guess. I uh, I don't sure. care. Why not? Thaddeus Ward, one-time prospect for the Red Sox. Yeah, these aren't. Yeah, um, big slider. That's it. I am. I. It was nice to see Cole Henry back on the mound. Um, he was like a top prospect for them and had thoracic outlet uh, that's right, yeah. surgery, and he was gone for a full year. And he was back and on the forty man. And um, I don't think he's making the team out of camp, but it's just nice to see him pitching. And he'll probably be in the AAA rotation, and maybe you'll see him over the summer. There you go. Um. You'll see a lot of us the rest of this spring, though. Uh, Nick will be back with uh, his top 100. I am um, updating my top 100 as we speak um, so that Nick and I can actually talk about pitchers who are moving up our rankings and talk about our new rankings um, on the next episode where we are going to go over Nick's revised top 100, um, highlighting some of the bigger movers in spring. Uh, I am Eric Smolsky, the Pelican. I'm Nick Pollock, the Lion. I'm going to get a crack open a Euripides play and enjoy the rest of this night.